Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business. In a way, we go. Hello again, and welcome to the art and business of community theater, but also known as the Monroe Community Players Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David War, and looking around the green room today, I see... Oh, me, Ron Roberts. Who's back from his uh, little sabbatical last time. Yes, uh, Brian Bridget Ross. And? Not Fernand Marcos, but Robert Yeoman. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, and Bob will be doing voices all throughout this podcast. Because <laughs> I have try, to let them out try from time some, to time. <laughs> try something different and see if that, that's what we've been missing in the show. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, well, we last last that. week you did uh, last week last episode you did uh, um, all our special effects I think so mm. it, it's not too bad we we'll do it that way all those sound effects all that wonderful stuff well gentlemen it's been a while since all four of us have been together so yes that's, all, that's yes, exciting um, we back. missed you we missed you thank you yeah. we just we we realized you are truly uh, the glue that holds. <laughs> this podcast together because (laughs) without you bob and i go off the rails and poor dave sits there and and goes yeah i have i don't know what to do david gives us a perfect setup for a baseball paradigm joke i mean we could go back to i think episode seven it's true um, yes where i i said that when everybody tries to be mickey mantle we all lose but when people play like bobby richardson we win i'm bobby richardson and i'm back so thank you very much yay I think that was episode nine. I stand for It wasn't 14. It wasn't I know 14, that. It wasn't 14. Sorry. It was the one. It's 14. It is always 14, yeah. That, which, was, which was a three and a half hour episode. So. <laughs> Based on how much stuff happened in it. We have five people still wanting that hour back for their lives. <laughs> so, as usual, we're here to talk about the art and theater of business and uh, kind of head of a, uh, what I guess would be a provocative topic today. Uh, that we we're going to start with, and oh, no. and I don't know why it came to me, and and um, nudity. Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> nudity and swearing and other moral vices on stage. Do they? Oh, a, no. Do they have a place in community theater? Now we certainly know on Broadway, um, we have lots of uh, plays uh, going back probably before. Um, Things like Old Calcutta, and, and and I think that's what it was. I was listening to podcasts that had re- referenced Old Calcutta. And uh, we certainly today have uh, shows that imply nudity all over the place. Uh, the Full Monty comes to mind. But, of course, that's, gosh, that's probably 20 years old, <laughs> too, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, but, but, you know, there's always the sex scene or something like that. And, and, and so it just made me start thinking, it's like, gee, I remember a day when when uh, people would say, "Oh, we can't do that show because they say H E double hockey sticks." Mm. When everybody else went, you mean hell? Yes. <laughs> um, and there were actually arguments about you know whether we should leave uh, uh, some of the swear words in or not, or does that change the name of the play? And maybe we shouldn't do it. And you know, David Mamet's plays were completely out the, out of the window. Mm. Um, uh, but nowadays, I know I've been to many community theater uh, production, and they, they do tend to be the larger theaters. Um, but but again, I, I in, in more in generally more in cosmopolitan or metropolitan areas. Um, but but is there a place for that kind of thing in in our community theater? Uh, I I think yes. Um, it's a matter of how you do it tastefully. But 
thought let's toss that out there and see what everybody thinks. Glue? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know. It, it depends who's going to be in the nude scene. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think that shock value works anymore in in uh in the community theater i don't think i shouldn't i shouldn't speak for everybody but i think that there always used to be that that part of groups like let's just do this just ha ha we'll show them and i think that people have gotten past that because other forms of entertainment have become so much more evolved god i remember when uh, what was the guy's name from nypd blue uh david uh, caruso no 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 no. orange here david uh was it franchoni or something I thought it was Crusoe. No, it was it was the, the big the, dude that showed us showed us ass. Oops, I just said ass. Oh, I mean, you know, on TV, and that was a yeah, big I, deal. I know what you're talking about? No, it, well, you, no, it wasn't Daniel I, something. Actually, he did too, but I know who you're talking yeah, about. Dennis Franchione or something D- like Dennis that. Right? Oh, Dennis Franz. Oh, there we go. Dennis Franz. Okay, yeah, okay. I apologize. Ding 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 ding. I know there what it you're is. Talking about. But, Thank you. But I remember when that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And now, he was a large, I mean, like I said, he was a large gentleman. It was a big deal. <laughs> See, folks, that's what I bring to the table. That's what I bring to the table right there. Um, it took up the screen. I mean, right? Uh, he he but, wishes. <laughs> it's a podcast. It was the back, his backside, Bob. His However, uh, <laughs> same difference. Well, that's what she said. Anyways. Um, society has changed. You can edit that out, right? So much. <laughs> yeah, I do so much editing. Yes, <laughs> I, I get your society point. Has we get changed. your point, Ron. Right. Okay. Society has changed. But I, but I think it's changed to where now that the people really aren't shocked. I don't think by by what they see. At least I'm not. But I mean, you know, or here, or here, because uh, and, and I know I'm going off the I'm going away from theater when I say this, but. We were watching the other night something on it was either FX or TBS, and they're dropping f bombs, and that kind of threw me off because I mean I don't expect it on NBC, CBS, and all you know those, but I thought there was a standard even if it wasn't on your premium channels like HBO and Showtime and all that, I thought those words were taboo, and suddenly I'm hearing them on FX or TBS or one of those that you can just basically pick up with any of your. It was it FX. Or was it FXX? Well, it might have been FXX. I don't. I don't remember honestly which yeah. one. Because I, I remember I was going, "Whoa!" Yeah. yeah. But then I looked at. Then they had the ID, and it's like, "Oh." But you're right. To, to Karan's point, you, you rarely hear the bleep anymore. Yeah. Except on oh, the old broadcast networks. Yes. Um, radio and even radio. Um, I think I mentioned I listened to like the Bob and Tom show in the morning. Um, they don't bleep out as much as they would have back in the old days. Oh, yeah. Old days being 2010. Sure. Um. <laughs> Way back then. <laughs> Way back then. I remember when. That was before my first surgery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I also think that it, for me, I think it depends on, I think it depends on the group. I think it depends on the members of your community theater. I do remember back in the day that uh, when I was with players back in the 80s and early 90s, you know, everybody would sit there with that script and, well, okay, there's a there's the GD word. We can't, we're going to cross that out. We can't use this word. We can't use that word. Yep, I remember and, those days. And then, you know, three years later, I go up to Ipsy, and the first show I'm in, 
not only has a full frontal nude scene in the first scene, but in Act 2, myself and, and the other guy on stage have an, an extremely verbal, explicit sex scene where there's actually completion at the end, just with our words. Now, this, of course, we're in where David's eyes go, whoa. Um, <laughs> we have a diagram. This, <laughs> no, we don't. The, the, um, but the, uh, um, and, and the, I mean, and we had, you know, a packed house, I mean, you know, 100 chairs, but a packed house every night. And it was not a, a I mean, but it also, it also was a main, the fact that these two people in, in Auschwitz or wherever they were, couldn't touch so they could only verbally do this got it it, it added to it, it there was a reason for that scene they were trying to touch connection of being still human beings in this you know god-awful place so there was a reason for it there was no it wasn't really a shot it wasn't gratuitous it wasn't gratuitous um but it was but it was meant to be there for a reason yeah and and the, the, sometimes it is gratuitous but then it makes it funnier um we've talked about the producers before of course you know one of the opening numbers right away first thing uh Bialy's first does, line you know who do you have to stoop except he doesn't say stoop oh, <laughs> i know get, what he said to get a get a, a job in this town or whatever um but i mean right there boom first first number there it is and i think it's there the purpose for it to be there is frankly setting the tone for the rest of the play you know folks Here's your clue, and we you told the story. I think, Ron, that we we did lose a, uh, a member or two of the audience at that point. Um, but again, because they hadn't paid attention to what they were coming to see. But because I, I, I really think the rest of the producers was pretty clean. It was old vaudeville shtick. Yeah, and the only offensive word was at the beginning. The one stup. Got it. It out wasn't of the way. Stup. It was not stup. <laughs> yeah, and and we could say the word, but you know, we're too modest. Sounds and basically, like, the director sounds like Buck. <laughs> the director basically left it up to the actor's choice of whether to go through it or not. But the director did make one thing: it's like it's written there for a reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you think you're better than Mel Brooks, get out. You ain't. Mm-hmm. Now, when Bert and Mary Poppins says the same word, <laughs> I thought maybe that was a bit gratuitous. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, my God. I'm going back in my head to November going, wait, wait, no, wait. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm kidding. What's she I'm kidding. lying? Uh, you know, anyone, anyone from Walt Disney Studios who's listening, no. It's we because did, we did not use anything girl. like that. Yeah, we did not say anything like that. We did have a word from that herd woman, so. Yeah. But, oh, uh, Lord. But no, but no, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Mel, Bro- Mel, Mel Brooks. Yeah, Mel Brooks put it in there for a reason. Yeah. But I, again, I think he was setting the tone of the play. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, as much as anything. So you know, anything goes. You know, and don't don't. But if you've seen any of Mel Brooks' movies, <laughs> you should already know what's going to happen on stage. Yeah, I, I still hold the greatest Mel Brooks movie is Blazing Saddles, just because he takes everything that everybody finds offensive and makes it f- funny. Do you know John Wayne That's was up for a part in that? Really? Yeah, as the grizzled old prospector that (laughs) he sent the script back said, I would love to do it, but there's no way in hell I'm going to do it. Yeah. 
He's not going to tarnish his shit. reputation. Oh, yeah. 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 He wore a toupee, too. Just to and there you. goes that tangent verse. There you go. Yes. Bring us back, boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, then. No, but, but no, but you're right. Um, uh, I, I don't know why I just said you're right, because you didn't actually make a statement that <laughs> required a right or wrong. Uh, but there we go. But yes, so so sometimes it's put in there for a reason. Yes. Um, and and I, one would argue that it's always put there for a reason. And sometimes the reason is just, okay, we're going to tell the audience, here's what you're in for. Mm-hmm. Um, Which would do you think would be more shocking, violence on stage or language on stage? Language. Language. I would think have to be language because there's, there's in this country stage language. fights all the time. Now, now I what mean, about you go back to Shakespeare and and by the way, folks, I'm sure those of you who are not English scholars, our our dear friend Dr. Bill McCluskey could point out all the swearing you hear in Shakespeare. You just don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. I would have to maybe disagree a little bit. I think violence might be a little bit more. I remember when we were doing the Crucible. Uh, there's the scene where uh, John. Proctor, basically, he threw, and I forget the character's name, forgive me, the mistress. There was a, a struggle, and he, he basically threw her, and this was, at least was the production that we did. He, it was a struggle, and he threw her on, on, the, on the table, and it was like, a, it was violent. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it when we were going through that scene, the two actors just had a huge kind of a problem with it, because it was just a, such a, a shock to see that. And I, to me, I think violence would be a bigger issue with an audience because i think the audience isn't prepared to see violence on stage they know that the words are there and words are words can hurt but Hmm. also it is visceral when it's physical well and 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 violence i think comes under those social mores as well that we're discussing would it be the type of violence for in the case what you're describing in the in the crucible that was a man beating up a woman Mm. meanwhile if you go to the scottish play you have armies fighting each other and i don't think anybody gets upset about that or when uh uh macbeth and gosh i should know this better than myself uh, duncan are fighting it out on the the wall i don't think it's duncan not mcduff he was off yes mcduff thank you mcduff you know, but you know when they're fighting, doing the sword fight, because people actually kind of enjoy. I think enjoy watching a sword fight, mm-hmm. but of course, at some level, they know it's all choreographed. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to of mice and men. Yeah. Uh, when uh, Lenny snaps the neck of, I'm going to say Carolyn because that's who the actress was. <laughs> we but, love you, know, Carolyn. When, when I twisted the neck, she's still her here. Neck, and uh, um, you know the. We, I think that was emphasized. What we had emphasized was was, was breaking celery, um, you know. But that that was a that's a shocking moment. And I'll even go further with mice and men. The shocking moment at the very end. Spoiler: If you need to skip ahead fifteen seconds, you know when uh, George is prepares to shoot Lenny. You that's can, how that ends. Hopefully, you you've skipped the fifteen seconds there. Um, you never know. There's always somebody born new every day that has may not have seen the seen or read the show. Or how That's about true. the um, Night Mother? Oh gosh, yeah, that oh, was a big yes. one. Yes, yeah. If you have not read Night Mother, look it out. Look out for it. Get it. Go to the library. Everybody, take a copy out. We'll discuss on Thursday. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. That that one is you know, and people of course are in tears before that. Oh yeah. That, uh, yeah. What do we call it? Denouement. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we're going to find figure out all the fancy terms for theater that we haven't used <laughs> the past couple she months. She blew up real good. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's the kind of thing where it's like you don't know. Um, but the violence, I think you're right, can be maybe more prompt. But I have yet to see anybody, at least in our group, I don't think I've ever seen anyone say, hey, we can't do the show because it's too violent. Oh, right, no. They will say, we can't do the show because it has nudity, or this show has too much sex, or this show has those words. But I don't think, and you're right. I, I don't think the words are, I don't think, for our group at least, I think we're past the word stage. Yes. I think we should be past all of it stage. As we can do the show, if it's feasible for us to do the show, I honestly, I don't understand, I, at this point in the world, I don't understand why we don't do it. Yes. There are people that would say, I'm not going to go see that because of that. But then there are other people who say, I'm going to go see that, and I don't care that this is in it or that's in it. I want to well, see it anyway. That's the reason why I want to see it. Because well, and no one does too. it. Right. Exactly. You sell your audience short, I think, when you yes. make those types of decisions based on that. Because Absolutely. <clears throat> I right. know myself that if somebody's telling me, oh, you, you shouldn't see that. Well, I don't know. Let me make up my own mind. Right. Exactly. Well, and, exactly. and with violence, we have to say a lot of the plays, of course, are predicated on the violent act to start with. For example, the, the Amish Project. Yep. You know, that's based on a shooting of schoolgirls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ladies of Lockerbie, that's based on the bombing of a, an airplane uh, far and away, 9-11. So sometimes the plays have violence as their core theme without necessarily having violence within the show itself. Mm-hmm. But, but it's always there present. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to nudity now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, and I was actually even trying to think, well, how many how many shows do we consider doing that even have nudity? Well, no, but then I started two. Taking, uh Take Me Out, which is on a revival right now on Broadway. It has a nude, essentially it's a, it's a rape scene. Um, so violence and nudity at the same time. Bob, you said two? Uh, you were picking them off. I said one that was two. Anyway, folks, now that they're all frozen, <laughs> let's go on with the show. Next, David says. <laughs> what, what's number two, then? The baseball one. Oh. Take me out. Take me out, yeah. Or ni- that nine. was my first one. Oh, okay. I miscounted. Okay. So so I don't know. Which is uh, hard to do when there's only I one mean, and two. <laughs> like, say, Paul Monty, strictly speaking, doesn't actually have nudity, but it's it's well, strongly implied at the end if you do it right. Uh, now, let me, I've never actually seen that show on stage. Well, do, do, I mean, do you do that final scene? Yes. Yes. In the nude? Well, I don't. I'd have to talk to someone to find out if they actually have or not, because in theory, the lighting is such that you see the outlines of people, but you don't necessarily see all of it. All of it. You're blinded, but not You're blinded. by the light. But if the lights don't go on, <laughs> <laughs> one wonders what's underneath the Gertrude. Look, uh, wake up! It got interesting. <laughs> you don't need no and, dollar bills here. And that's where we look at well, who usually gets cast in our shows. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, yeah, right. but that's that might, still that might be that. traumatic for too many people. Now, does, has players <laughs> has has our group ever done hair? No, we have not. I know Dearborn's Theater Guild did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they again used the same trick with the uh, lighting. And body yeah. stockings. And body stockings and such. To, uh, yeah. So they implied nudity without actually showing the nudity. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you got to be pretty solid in your own. 
in your own body to, fact, to do that to begin with. I think I saw, or you just don't care anymore. Um, there is that. Because <laughs> you know, there you go. Those of us who have been hospitalized a couple of times, there's a couple of points like, who cares? <laughs> I know. This might leave a scar. <laughs> I've, had, yeah. I've had things shoved up places where things shouldn't be shoved up. and Next on I don't care. <laughs> um, but I, I've seen a couple of productions of hair, actually. Um, mm. There was one up at Meadowbrook that right. uh, Dan was in, I think. Right. And I don't think they did nudity at all. It was body stocking, as far as I know. But that was outside, so the lighting wasn't as easy to control. And Dell was, a friend Dell, who was also in the production, she was like eight months pregnant. pregnant. She was like very, very willing to go. And that's why she remembers that show. Yeah. Love you, Dell. Yeah. (laughs) But... But but again, so yeah, hair's one I think that they get by easily. Mm-hmm. Well, almost all I did, of them, personally, a I body did. stocking with a little airbrush, a little theater magic, and you can you'd swear there was something there that wasn't. Yeah. Well, actually, there. and I would wonder if the problem you're going to have a bigger problem with the actors going nude than you would with the audience accepting the nude issue. Oh, I and think so. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yep. I think so. I think I think the actors, I know when, the, when again, going back to Ben, uh, it's the only one I was ever in with nudity, the, uh, the actor, and he was younger, he was 21, 22 at the time, uh, you know, he, he knew what he had to do even before when he auditioned and they offered him the role and they said, this is, you know, you're, you're, you got one scene and you, you have no clothes on during the whole thing. And he was fine with it up until that first rehearsal where, and we waited till the very week before the show to, you know, well, and it might've been, but we, you know, we didn't want him to have to to push him but at the same time you know but that final week it was like okay now you got to do it and he was he, he wasn't by the time we opened he was okay although i do remember backstage going i can't believe i'm doing this i can't believe i'm doing this but he did an amazing job but yeah the actors and he was a good looking guy with a good looking body and he was nervous which made me think oh my god if you're nervous i'm never gonna <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm Screwed. There's an audience for all kinds of material. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and 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 again, we live, we still live in a relatively puritanical society when it comes to nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, we we clothes were developed for a reason, and <laughs> we all wear them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not like back in the uh, gosh, probably the Bronze Age, the Stone Ages, when it's like clothes were almost optional because you needed to find something to kill and skin and to, right. to, you know, before cloth weaving or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but but I, I think we as a society have gotten a lot, in some ways, more prudish about nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, when my dad was in college, they used to have to take physical fitness. Swimming was part of that. It was only men in the class. They did not wear swimsuits. Right. Right. Seriously, yeah. Seriously, or I remember my dad telling me about that. Nowadays, if you, uh, I, we have young men complaining about too many naked people in the locker room. And it's like, well, the locker room is where you change clothes, so you are going to have nakedness in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, so that's just kind of an interesting change. Yeah. Um, but, and I'll, I'll. Just so to let you know, the reason I see that is I um, try to stay healthy, so I 
see some fitness forums and everything every now and then. And one invariably something will come along. What's up with old guys and being naked in the locker room? <laughs> oh yeah. Like, well, <laughs> and it's like okay. I don't know what's happening in the locker rooms. I don't frequent them these days. Um, <laughs> change it home myself. <laughs> because I don't want to be one of the old guys. <laughs> Naked in the locker room. Hey, Bert, how's it hanging? But, get but the ones you know, that put their leg up, up on, on the yeah, stool. Yeah, get that leg up on the stool. So the old, the old lady the other day. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got this position from Jonathan Frakes. But, but, at, but at some point, you know, one can presume if... You're going to see a naked man in a man's in a men's locker room. Yeah. I think you're going to see naked women in women's locker room. If you don't believe me, go watch Porky's. And in swimming nowadays, hey, aren't they now all reference. in the super speed suits? <laughs> the, uh, well, and that's the thing. They're putting on some tiny little they're putting bikini. On, no, they're not. I'm saying that for oh, speed, yeah, because they're wearing long. They're almost pants. from uh, calf to the tip of their head is all compressed into that um uh, swimming outfit so it's before oh, yeah. during our high school day, my high school days we didn't have a school we didn't have a pool um but we had people that did have swimming pools and the you know the swimsuit was like you said the micro speedo which mm-hmm. gifted people can use <laughs> the rest of us just had cut off shorts and that worked just fine too, but they weren't built for speed. <laughs> okay, excuse me. I'm done. Ron can't breathe. This might this might be a little off topic, but um, <laughs> so much for bearing our souls. I know, but anyways, um, I have family. Back to the idea of, of how <laughs> we, as a society, have got a little more prudish with nudity. Do you think? It's because body positivity has become a thing now where everyone feels more comfortable in, in the way they look. And whereas people don't want to see that, though, you, I think if, it's if, if you understand what it, Yeah. So, like, for example, like Sports Illustrated for their uh, swimsuit issue has like 15 or 16 different cover models. And one of them is, is considered a plus size model. And she has just gotten huge backlash on the internet over this, how people think that that's not appropriate, she's not pretty, she's not beautiful, oh, that's, blah, blah, blah. That's just psycho on their part. Well, so that's, but that's my point. Do you think that that might be the issue with nudity? It's because we've become, as a society, so to say, more comfortable with how people look, but we don't want to see that in theater or in TV shows or in movies. We don't want to see those people nude or naked. We want to see, we still want to see the supermodels. We still want to see, you know, the six-pack abs. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Well, one th- That's an interesting thought. Uh, building on that, there's a significant difference between American actors and British actors in television series. That's true. The British will have normal quote-unquote looking male and females which means they probably put on a few pounds (laughs) and that's prevalent with the american with the british they're dealing with the character studies and they're considered better actors right and and you don't have to go far Mm -hmm. to see an example of that if you and i think somehow maybe we've talked about this before if you look at the tv show ghost the American cast is just prettier Episode than, the British, than the British cast. Um, 
and and that's very true. Like say the the British they cast mm-hmm. for the character, but in in I'd say especially in movies, they cast for looks as much as anything. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're an odd looking person in any way or at what we would call Walmart normal, <laughs> you're a character actor. We apologize you're, you're to all those who go to Walmart. <laughs> okay, well. It's, <laughs> but well, we if, if they would sponsor us, we wouldn't have to. <laughs> we would use someone else's example. There you go. No, I, I, but I, I agree with what you're saying. Basically, in America, we're okay if Hugh Jackman is nude, but if Charles Durning is nude, we don't want to see it. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Which I mean, funny. it doesn't make sense, but yeah. and, and well, we have whole articles on oh, they're superhero and. You know, they're, if they're, they're look what uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I was thinking Jane Foster, who's playing Jane Foster. Oh, uh, oh, you know they're talking about look how Natalie Portman. Look, yeah. look how fit Natalie Portman has to to be in the new Thor movie. And it's here's called foam here's, padding. Folks. Here's Chris Web- mm-hmm. Evans' workout for Captain America and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and frankly, in my opinion, they put these guys in such padded uniforms and costumes anyway. Who cares what they look like underneath? Exactly. Because, you know, it's it's not the tights that it used to be back, you know, in uh, right. Adam West days. I still uh, think Ruffalo got the best deal out of that. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to do anything. It's all CGI. Yeah. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. so so point taken. Mm-hmm. So if anyone can remember what that point was. <laughs> Relating back to the topic, which I thought was business, does any of this actually impact your bottom line and that's the question or is it the same kind of thing that if you're a group known for doing this kind of stuff people are coming anyway because they know you're doing the you're doing everything you're not doing uh, grandpa does a it has a solid gold wild, medicine solid gold cadillac or whatever yeah that was it uh, yes but, right look up pushing well. edge or complacency oh i i i think every theater community all the way up should always push at least once a year one show a year they should have a push there should be a show that is just pushes that envelope a little bit more <laughs> rather like our podcast yes <laughs> you've had 26 I, episodes of that i missed the joke on that there was no joke i just had a funny thought about music man and nudity oh lord <laughs> That rhymes with cool. 76. <laughs> 76 what? Good yeah. lord. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just, just thinking. You gotta blow it. <laughs> Boys, just feel it and go. Just feel it and go. Yeah, yeah, we, we can stop now. <laughs> Those are all lines from Music Man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, I, I agree. Maybe every theater out there should be thinking about, can we push a boundary? Mm-hmm. As long as, again, I think it makes sense within the play because oh, yeah. just to do it, you know, you're not going to do Music Man in the nude or with the sex scene because it's not written that way. Exactly. It's exactly. not part of it. It's an old-fashioned romance. Right. Um, but likewise, if you're doing Equus, you're probably going to want the nudity at some point mm-hmm. because that's, that was part of the play. Exactly. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be, really, it doesn't have to be just about the nudity or the violence, or the language, the, the subject matter. I mean, going back to Twilight of the Golds in January, that's yeah. a show that 
you know, five, ten years ago, we would have said no players would never do this. But we took it, and for us, that was pushing the envelope. That was an LG, the first L, full-length play of LGBTQ that we did, and um, there was an audience for it. So, yeah, yeah, push the envelope. you got an audience out there that's going to want to see it. Yeah. Well, it might not be the blue-haired ladies. Uh, we but. made the decision not to do Full Monty some years ago, and I still think that, frankly, we should have. We should have. No, I think had we should have, too. I think there would have been a nice audience for that. I agree, 100%. I'm not sure who... <laughs> I think it was that point, though, it may have been more of a casting issue. Um, who would try out for it? Because that's the other thing you have to remember, too. If you can say, as a group, here's the show we're going to do. We think it's relevant. We think it's got all these things. But there's there's this this couple issues in it. Mm-hmm. If you can't get anyone to try out for it, what, point, what difference does it make? Uh, yeah. right. But I guess, again, you don't know until you try. Exactly. You won't know until you try. Yeah. All, all I can say is I'm just thankful... That with our body positivity, we've gotten to the point where a man can appear bald on stage. There you go. No, even, even if he has no, to shave his no, head. No, 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 no. Like I did in Annie. <coughs> I feel like Cleveland going over the edge. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I got, no, my, no. I got my reference there you go. for the show. For, for all you regular listeners, y- y'all saw it coming this time, didn't you? <laughs> like, like a pitch down the middle. Um, but that, hey. Uh, that's two <laughs> back to uh change of the script and things of that nature so when i was in high school i kind of mentioned this before we did greece mm-hmm. and um as a backstory i did go to the uh all catholic high school st mary's catholic central go falcons class in 92 and um we did not cut anything from that show uh, really? we kept the pregnancy angle we kept the language and all the songs we actually tr- almost tried to get away with smoking on stage, but mm, sorry about that, guys. We got caught behind the band room. Um, <laughs> a couple of people got kicked out of the show for that. But um, you got to rehearse. But but we didn't. We did not cut. And Lonnie Aldrich, love him, love Lonnie. He's still with us. Still with um, us. He was our director, and uh, the decision was made. No, if we're going to do the show, we're going to do it this way. And to this day, I remember rehearsing at the academy back with where we did the show was at the auditorium, and seeing the nuns all lined up in the back row watching our our rehearsals. And there were some times where they just got up and cheered. I mean, and here we thought that those were the people that we were going to have to worry about. The nuns loved it. Well, you know why? And Bob, if you remember back, oh uh, yeah, uh, for uh, mice and men. The thing that the, the, the nuns like and why it would be for the pregnancy scene is because it also shows consequence of action. Hmm. You know, sometimes these, these, these offense, what might be considered offensive topics and stuff, lead to showing here you do this, this is what happens, and this is how your life is going to change because of it. Yeah. You know, Lenny kills somebody, he pays the price. You know, it's a consequence of action, and it fits right nicely within the the standard Western morality. But yeah, we had uh, we had parents that were more upset, mm-hmm. I think, than than the nuns. But it was just interesting that here we were, this you know supposed goody goodies. We did everything in there with the even the grease lightning song. You kept all oh, that in there. We kept huh? it all in there. That's a pretty mm-hmm. spicy little song. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It was funny. One of the guys singing it was like, "What's this mean?" Like, oh. <laughs> you didn't have your phone back then to go, hold on, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Grease Lightning is a... It's a worst game of a song. It can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can. Yes. 
So violence, not... I think so. I mean, I, I don't think it matters. I really don't. I don't think it matters anymore. It shouldn't matter anymore. But I think if your group attacks it with the same seriousness as everything else, mm-hmm. they present it straightforward, the, the, the audience will accept it in the context of the play, mm-hmm. presuming it's a well-written play, well-directed. But if you start to hedge or pull back from it, or if the audience ever says, oh, I don't think that's what they really meant to say there, you look like you want to say something. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess just to... <laughs> I don't know if I should, but uh, to circle back, though, on the whole, you know, what what would be most problematic for, for the audience between violence and language nudity, in all honesty, with the way society is now, I don't think it's anything. No. I mean, to not, not to get into anything current events, but I think we've all seen things happen in this country in the last few years that should stop us all in our tracks and nothing has. So as far as I'm concerned, seeing somebody walk around half naked or say the F, F word on stage should mean nothing to anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Right, and again, I think as long as the script is appropriate and right. and it's not just there, right? I mean, you, you don't want to send Dolly Dolly Levi out dropping f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it might. Well. Roseanne's still looking for a job. Oh, oh, uh, but uh, you know, certain amount of nudity to give a whole new meaning to all of us together in the uh, High School Musical too. So. <laughs> Which no can't go there. Whoa no no. Whoa! As, as soon as That's I start laughing, teenagers, right? Yep. Yeah. Never no. mind. As soon as Didn't I start laughing, I went no, Brian. No. <laughs> I was just thinking of the song title. <sighs> Get your head in the game. <laughs> oh but my the, god. Uh, <laughs> but the odd couple. <laughs> safe. Odd couple is safe. Well, let's talk about this. Safe. When all, are you are you suggesting an all nude version of the odd couple? Wow. There you go. It's the refrigerator. Just have I, that refrigerator door open. It's linguini. If Neil no, Simon were not. writing it today, no, I think. garbage. If Neil Simon were writing today, I suspect Oscar would be dropping a couple F-bombs. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, you know, when we're naturally talking, you know, his his type would have been. Yeah. But, you know, some writers or, and directors, and I want to point out since this we're, we're recording this on June 6th, 2022, which is uh, Pride Month, uh, John Waters, who, if you look at the body of work that John Waters has done in his lifetime, and you look at that early stuff with Divine, and uh, and I'm not even going to describe some of the scenes in some of those early movies, like Lust, I know, Bob's like, mm. and then you watch the evolution of, oh, look, John Waters is becoming popular with, with you know, the, the underside crowd, basically, and he be, and that made him really very popular. Then suddenly he, you know, he turns and he curves, and, and his work, later work, even Serial Mom, which is kind of I enjoy, isn't anything. Hairspray, um, you know, it, none of that is like his early work. So maybe Neil Simon wouldn't have, yeah, because well, because maybe in some of his early stuff he would have, and then he went, oh, now I'm becoming popular and famous and i need to write more for mainstream and so i'll get rid of all that stuff that made me famous to begin with or helped make me popular john walters also it depended upon how much money he had in his pocket yes very because basically he would make a film have a small profit it was plowed right into the next film a little (coughs) bit more profit plowed back into it Mm -hmm. and so it 
just he just kept building on his success. Well, that's very true too. Well, and I suspect even for like a Neil Simon that money would be a factor as well because it, he was Neil Simon was never what I would call edgy. Um, no. But again, as he became more popular, his plays started being optioned as movies. It's like, well, I'm going to try to reach for a broader and broader audience until, you know, when you get to Brighton Beach Memoirs and stuff, I don't think there's, I mean, there's a, 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 a running theme of um, not not quite racism, but um, uh, anti-Semitism and all that, you know, right. those kind of themes kind of run through there, but right. it's basically auto, almost autobiographical yeah. in nature, and it just doesn't have the same punch though enjoyable, um, the same punch that maybe some of his earlier stuff did because he was saying, I'm trying to make this as wide as possible and probably, uh, and maybe this is a subject for later too, a successful playwright, <laughs> when they're a playwright to a relatively limited audience uh, by today's standards, you know, even if it's on Broadway, mm-hmm. they might take a few more bounds, but once you suddenly, it's like, ooh, this might be going worldwide in a movie. This might affect the, the my total revenue if it's too offensive. I'm going to tone it down. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's though, yeah. which actually I think is what happened with Hairspray, because if you look at the original movie, oh yes, then you look at the play, oh yes, and then you look at the another movie from the play to the movie. I think they really decided we're not we're going to, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, you know, they actually took the audiences. Lack of intelligence for granted, and said, "Okay, we're going to take this theme on racism, and instead of just strongly implying it in the play and making this nice metaphor between fat people and racism, we're just going to beat you over the head with the racism stick because we don't want to offend the fat people." Yep, I, I, that's kind of what I thought. I, I, I agree with you, one hundred percent. Although, and I speak as a fat person, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> And the floodgates open. <laughs> no, I agree with you 100%. Although I, I I, don't care. I got to hear Queen Latifah sing that one. That, that was a great number. That was yes. amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I do love That's like my favorite number in that whole I, show. It was just the ending of Hairspray that's like, nope. No, nope. I agree. That ending was not. Yeah. That was Tracy's moment. Exactly. You hear that, John? Yeah. I'll alert the media. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, Jeeves. And now, now that we've told Hollywood how to do their job, yes. um, I think we're coming I, for you, Broadway. Coming for you, Broadway, which is where we probably should have started <laughs> we should have with. Been. Um, with the community. So, blocks are so I think up. if we were doing a thumbs up, thumbs down, um, we think, yep, you can get away with nudity. I shouldn't say get away with it. Nudity, violence, all this, you can do it. Be, don't worry about so much the audience. If you do it right, um, faithful to the script, the audience will, will go with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Just do what you think is right for the for the for the art of theater. <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm sorry, Brian. No, I, I don't want to step on that. That was a nice. That was nice. So I'm just going to cut even what I'm just saying right now. It just oh, and, because all I was really going to say <laughs> is that uh, you. But make sure when you do a show like that that you let the audience know beforehand what's coming. Yeah. Mm. No. See, now I think it's on the audience. Oh, and we have you, talked about you this. You should before. know what you're coming to see. You're I mean, now granted, now it's not not a bad idea to be able to say, hey, just a reminder. You know, subject matter may be mature. 
da 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 But you know what? If you're buying a ticket to see producers or Twilight of the Golds, for example, you should know what you're coming into. I, I, it, I, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, a show like Bent, you know, there should be, you know, should be put on there, nudity, you know, mature themes slash nudity slash sexual, you know, sexual content, blah, blah, blah. Because if you don't let them know that just the basics of what's in this, especially a show that like, like Bent or Twilight of the Golds, where most people walk in going, I, I don't, I know it's a drama. I know it's about you know, oh, Germany. Oh, come on. Well, and I think that's where. Well. No, I can't see that. If you're pl- plopping down thirty-five bucks, we we're talking community theater prices. Mm-hmm. You're still gonna know. Okay, it's bent. Oh, it's about the Holocaust. Oh, it's about the gay Holocaust. Okay, but you're still gonna know before you plop down your thirty-five bucks. Hey, Grandpa, do you want to come see this show with me or not? You're gonna. But Grandpa might be okay with the show. Until he gets to act two with the scene with the two guys that are describing what they're doing do to have, each other. Do you have their money? Well, and then boom. <laughs> and that's, we are the business. And that's the business side. <laughs> the business side of computer theater, folks. Take a, take a by, lesson from my Ebenezer Wyoming. <laughs> no refunds. Take a lesson from Star Trek. Once you have their money, you never give it back. Or Quark's routine. Do you have their money? Good. They're satisfied. Never put your own money in a show. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> um, I, I'm not but, sure. But I think, I'm not sure. I still I, think it, it does fall on the group, to be honest, in their promotions. So, for example, if you're doing production of Oedipus Rex, you don't call it a fun-filled romp between mother and son. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, laugh out you loud. Got, you got you know, laugh out loud in this. this, this you'll cry. This, this you'll family f- comedy that. Uh, <laughs> you'll laugh. You'll cry. It's better than Cap. From the producers of the Nomobile. Yeah. Um, but you got to be honest, and so so whether that means same mature audiences, but but in your descriptions, you got to make sure the description. Oh yeah. Play. Oh absolutely. Yeah, but you don't have to give them a list to for them to choose from. Just say. Or suggested for mature audiences. Boom. Not mm-hmm. and in the third act, if you look directly to the <laughs> left, you might see some interesting bits, but we're not telling you. Well, okay. This it's just mature subject. Mature content, that sort of thing. You're yeah. right. Well, just okay. not not a okay. list. Okay. And and on that, I think it looks like we're like Mm-hmm. clock in the hair is, is broken but <laughs> um, I can tell we're just about out of time um, for this episode and so ago. I would like to thank all of you for listening to it as we do appreciate appreciate each and every one of you please be sure to tell your friends uh, go to our Facebook page at uh, the M- Mineral Community Players podcast page or the Mineral Community Players page um, share the heck out of it uh, tell everybody that uh, that you, you enjoy this show and you'd like them to enjoy it as well um, may not agree with the show all the time but i hope you do enjoy it uh, go to our website mineralcommunityplayers.org and email us your comments your thoughts about this or any other episode at mineralcommunityplayers at yahoo.com and be sure to let us know if it's okay to read your email on the podcast and for this episode's question mm-hmm. which i'm thinking maybe i should change it to somehow but but i'm not going to we're going to stick with the original Aww. which is do you think that nudity and swearing have a place in community theater 
Yeah. <laughs> what? We can't do you, Big River? <laughs> That's right. Big what? <laughs> big, big River. Uh, the Arts and Business Community Theater has been a production of the Monroe Community Players and was recorded high atop the Benish Building in Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. We are the groupies, and we will see you in the green room. That was good. Thanks. I've been practicing. <laughs> I've been taking classes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.